Thank God for giving us this opportunity to learn together. Even though I'm not, uh, my background is not education, but whatever I have experienced and learned, I would like to share with you today. And during these kind of seminar, we often have discussions, and through these discussions, we can learn from each other um, experiences. 啊，其实，在教会工作当中啊，啊，我很喜欢介绍一些书啊给弟兄姊妹。And in church, I I like to um introduce some books for brothers and sisters.因为台湾总会的圣灵月刊呢，有时候会叫我写一些文章。Because the um Holy Spirit Monthly often asks me to write some articles.啊，他们会有一些稿会，台湾的圣灵报给文章有稿会。and there's a committee for articles. So with writing articles, they usually have a fund for that, and through this fund, I can buy some books for the truth seekers. 比如说那个郭多玛长老写的《真道题要问答》。and there's this um, elder wrote a book about um, Q&A on the truth. And the truth seekers or newcomers usually have a lot of questions. I will send them this book to them so that they can read through them. And if they take time to read the book one or two times in detail, then they, their faith will grow tremendously. So through this book, they discuss um, the doctrines and the truth in detail. And I personally feel this book is very useful. So through each question, they have answers, and the answers will be supported by Bible verses. So that book is translated into English as well as in Spanish. And even though when you go into Argentina, they also use that book to uh, to teach the doctrines. And there's another book that I love to introduce to members. And it's by Elder Xie, and it's the book name that I have seen God in my own eyes. It's a testimony by Elder Xie talk about um, all the experiences that he had as a preacher. So um, during his time as a preacher, there are many times that he wanted to resign as a preacher. 因为他在教会里面工作，他很少回家。Because he worked for church and he was seldom at home。有一次啊，他要去一个地方联合会，回到家。And one time he went to the spiritual convocation and then he got home。发现他传道人病在床上。Only when he got home，这是一个见证。He realized that his wife was sick on bed and that was one of his testimonies。我和孩子啊，说妈妈，我们会饿死掉哎。and because we had five children in the family, with them, without a mom, we will all be starved to death. And then when he's doing his um, 
in his book, he also testified that there are miracles. Even though there are miracles in church, but even there was a sick person at home, he didn't even know. And so that's why he wanted to resign as a preacher, but his wife said, no, you cannot. And preacher's wife was sick for seven years. He prayed for her every day. And the preacher said, I will fast and pray for you. And then the preacher's wife said, and I will fast as well. But the preacher said, no, no, you cannot, because you're sick, you're not feeling well, you have to eat and pray, but I will fast for you. But preacher's wife said that because I, even though I'm sick, but you pray and fast for me, but I have to also fast and pray. And in the beginning, the preacher insisted that he wanted to resign. But his wife said, no, you cannot. Because you being a preacher is something between you and God. And me being sick is something between me and God. And there was one time preacher went home and prayed for his wife. So he saw a person um, was in, near his wife's bed. He was he raised up and then moved forward. So he thought that in his mind, if this person leaves his wife, then she will die. And what about my children? If she dies, then can I still become a preacher? So he cried out loud and told Lord Jesus, please don't make this joke on me. And thank God, preacher's wife um, got better and Lord Jesus even healed her sickness. And now she's 90 years old and she's still healthy. So he put everything that he experienced in his work, his whole life experience, and put in the book. Because very often when I was studying um, TTP in Taiwan, I heard many of his testimonies. Every time I heard his testimony, I was deeply moved. And after he wrote this book, and once I got this book, I read this book from the beginning to an end very quickly. And I was full of tears when I was reading this book. And thank God, um, Elder Xie's faith was very good. And but what my, I'm even more fond of is Preacher's wife's um, faith, because her faith was very strong even. And that's the book um, from Elder Xie, I have seen God in my own eyes. So when I um, pastor a church, I will always get this book and give it to the members. So that they can know about God and also experience the church. Because this grace of God is not only on other people, but if you pray to God and with sincere heart, you will also receive this grace. Because 
Because my wife often had this opportunity to um, help the youth. And when these youths were entering into marriage, um, she had helped out um, to match make few couples, but not too much. But for most, most of the cases, when two um, youths, when they were courting, they had problems. And they would look for my wife and ask um, and communicate and consult her. And so whatever misunderstanding they had, the problem they had, they will she resolve them, and at the end they were able to get married. And at that time she also read a few books to gather some um, information. And when there were seminars at church, she would also give a talk. And she also loved to give books to um, the young couple or the couples who just become parents. And there was this time, this young person wanted to get married. And so my wife was in a bookshop in Taiwan and she found this book. So she so it talks about the um, feelings and intimacy between husband and wife. Initially, she only found this book in Chinese. And she gave it to a, a sister in California. But later on, she searched online. And then she found a lot of books that was written in English. Meditation for new. So, and one of the name is the meditation for the newly wed, newly married. So it's a book that can give it to a newly married. So she went online and bought many copies. So this is the last one left that we, we gave the rest to the newlyweds. So this is an English version of the book that you can find online. But when the sister bought the book, it's not the same book. Although she bought a second-hand book. Even though it's a used book, but it's still very useful for the newlyweds. 很多啊，一些书籍可以让我们啊谈到。其实台湾总会也出出版了好几本书哈，婚姻的、结婚的书籍都是中文的。So even um in IA do we have in um publish a lot of books about marriage in China。啊，也有那个亲子交易的啊，这个这一本书叫做《父母的成长手册》，这是给父母亲的。also books about parents, how um, the handbook of being a parent. Uh, 
在希望的社会里面来教养我们的下一代。Even in IGS, we also have a book called uh, "How Do You Raise or How Do You Become a Parent in the North America." So I think that we, besides hearing in church, have some books that we can consider. So besides listening to the seminars at church, we can also uh, read books um, from outside as a reference. Because these will be helpful to our family. So today we'll talk about parenting education. So it's not just about parent to the children, but it's also parent as a, a livelihood. So this is a, um, a, a good topic, and um, it's called parenting education. So this is not just parent to kid education, but rather parents being um uh so let's talk about how we communicate and negotiate or, or, or work with our children as a parent. So when there is problem, conflict between parents and children, how do we resolve it? So this is between parents and children. So, but just parenting education talks about um, the responsibility and the duty as a parent. So, parenting education talks about what's our duty. And, uh, and responsible and role for as a, as a parent. And this is Deuteronomy chapter 6, and that's a verse that we talked about many times. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. Verse 49. 我们就谈那个犹太人的家庭教育，我们还会再谈一次。So this is about the family education of the Jews, and we will talk about again. 那这个告诉我们说，这个亲子的教育怎么实施？So this is the mode of parents' education. 六章第四节。Chapter here, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So he, God said, um, Moses said to Israel, you have to hear and listen. So these teachings are focused on the Israel. Because the Israelites are the chosen people of God. They are specially chosen from God. And God chose the Israelites not because they are a great number, or they were intelligent or any good. And the only reason that God chose them is because God loved them. That's why He chose them as His own people. So Israel, since God loves you and chose you, you have to understand and acknowledge your identity. So the Israelites are different from the other generations. 
they are special because they are chosen by God. 啊，当然神，神呃以色列人他们也是很强调，认为他们是很独特的。And of course, the Israelite they also realize that they are special. 所以，我们今天呢、啊，我们是属灵的以色列人呢。And today we are the spiritual Israelites. 他说，不管种族、宗教、性别啊，因为我们接受耶稣的宝血洗礼。Regardless the race and and the background, but we all received the precious blood of Jesus. After we became part of Jesus, we are the descendants, spiritual descendants of Abraham. And our identity isn't is even more precious than the actual Israelites. So as the spiritual Israelite, we have to understand this is our identity. Let's turn to 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. It says that um, what man of love the Father has bestowed us. So that we should be called children of God. And we are truly the children of God. So today we are called the children of God because through the Holy Spirit it is the the witness of us being a children of And our Father is the Father of Universe and Creator of all. And for us to become children of God, you have to understand this is a great love that He has given to us. And this identity that he has given us is truly precious and glorious. Even though we lived on earth, even though we look just, look just the same as everyone else, but we are actually different from other people because God is our Father. And we are the children of God, and our Father is in heaven. So our hope is that Lord Jesus will come again, and then will take us up to heaven. So even though we, the things in the future has not been revealed, but we believe that once everything is revealed, then we will be lifted up to heaven with Him. So we can see God face to face. So this identity of ours is very precious. That's why Moses told the Israelite, Oh Israel, you have to listen. You have to truly understand and to be the children of God. And more today that we are the children of God. Because God said to Abraham that he has two kinds of descendants. One is the stars in the sky. And they brighten the, the earth from the sky. And the second is the sand of the earth. So the spiritual children of God are us who are like the stars in the sky. So before we talk about religious education, we have to understand that we have the Precious status as children of God. Let's turn back to Deuteronomy chapter six, verse four. Chapter six, verse five. Verse six. 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 
But as you're the children of God, you have to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. So all the teachings that we receive, we have to put it in our heart. So as a parent, first you have to love the Lord with all your heart. And to obey God's commandment. And from all those teachings that we receive, we have to act on our daily lives. We have to walk talk. So that we can leave a good example for our own children. If a person is sincere to God, and he will be very zealous in his work. So unknowingly, he will leave a good example for his own children. So in our daily life, we have to act the teachings of God. For example, if the husband and wife they love each other, and we show much reference to our parents, so the children will see that we live in a harmonious family because love of God is among us. And that will influence them greatly. If our parents, if our children see that we honor our parents, and they will learn from us, then in the future they will also honor their own parents. So so at the part of the religious education is that as parents you have to walk on the teachings. And to, to live your commandments in your life and show a good example for your own children. And seven, you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house. So thirdly, you should diligently teach your children the teachings of God. In Isaiah chapter 5, it talks about how the children have to receive the teachings. And once they do that, they will receive great peace. So as a believer of God, we have God to rely on. So our children will have a, a, a shelter. So that's why we have to diligently teach them so they can know God. So they will obey and follow God's commandments. So that's why we have to allocate a certain time to, to discuss the teachings. So it says, no matter you're sitting in the house, walk by the way, or when you lie down, you have to discuss with them. You know, the Jews, they focus much on the relationship between the children. So every day after work, they will spend time with the children. So after the whole day of work, the father will come home, take a shower, and then they will have dinner together. And during the meal, the father would um, talk with them. Together. So 
to understand um, what happened in school and to understand what they are going through in their lives. So they do not watch TV while they eat dinner. They focus much on the meal etiquette where they will interact in the meal. So even after the meal, they will still have a good interaction time before they go to sleep. And once I was reading an, an article in Chinese and it says, um, my father gave me 60%. Because most of the time, the parents are very busy with their work. And most of the time, they don't have uh, much opportunity to spend with the children. That's why they often said that between parents and children, they have this gap communication gap because they don't communicate. Because they hardly communicate, that's why the children think that my parents don't know me at all. And as parents, they don't know how to teach the children. So that's why they have this um, communication generation gap. But for the Jews, they hardly have this kind of gap. Because as the parents, they focus much on how they interact with the kids. And every day, they will talk to them. And, them. and on the weekends, they will also um, um, spend time together for service. And even after the service, they will, uh, the father will call the children to his room. And they will keep chatting about what happened in their life for this week and what happened in school. And if there's any religious festivals, they will always spend time as a family and do that together. So we also should spend more time with our children and use this opportunity to teach them. Because all the regulations in our life are livelihood, that's how we can teach them every day bit by bit. So you have to diligently teach your children whether you're sitting or you're walking or talking or when you lie down, you have to talk to them. And here, what in verse 9 says that, verse 8, you have to uh, have this spiritual... So it means they have to bind the sign on the head, they have to have these Bible verses in the forehead. Or sometimes they will put on the wrist. And they also put Bible verses on the door frame or by the window in your house. So that's that's a way to allow the children to always receive messages from the Bible. I have seen that in the member's house, there's a whiteboard, and every day they will put a Bible verse on top. Sometimes they write up a Bible verse or God, the Word of God and put it on the wall. 
，而让我们的家有一些属灵的家庭的宗教气氛。So that in our house there will be some sort of spiritual um teachings or atmosphere in the house. 还有的人呢、啊，那个孩子小的时候啊，他有时候在车上，大概半岁啊，六个月以上啊，有时候就放一些啊圣经的啊。哎哎，就是教会的赞美诗歌的音带，或一些好的音乐啊，所以开车的时候都让小孩子听。Even when your child is just a baby, you can play some、um, hymns in the car for the child to listen. 啊，后来孩子慢慢长长大，啊，他就家里会有一些啊，有关宗教的属灵刊物啊，放在家里。And when the children grow up, you can put some、uh, spiritual books or magazines in the house. 不久我听到有一个弟兄在讲。And I've heard this from a brother. 说他在访问当中啊，发现了一个孩子啊，大概小学五六年级嘛。And when I was doing visitation, and this child of his, he she was only in grade um four or five. 还不到初中啊，他那个教会的那个玛雅杂志，啊，他就很喜欢看。And she was only in grade five or six, but before she reached high school, she already know and loved to read the manga magazine. 啊，所以教会里，哎，家里面呐，摆了很多啊，属灵的刊物。So that's why in his house there are many spiritual um books. 啊，小孩子很小的时候，爸爸就给他买一个啊图画版的那一种圣经啊，他一方面看图，啊，一方面啊了解。And since young, and he, the father will buy them up. Bible pictures, so that he would love to read the Bible. So we, have to find ways to let our house to be more spiritual. Ah, 帮助这个孩子啊，啊，在家里面呐，啊，能够常常啊，能够借着各样的环境来亲近神，认识神。So to let our children to um. Experience God and draw close to God in the house. Oh, 觉得这样相当好，因为结合啊这个教会跟家庭的宗教教育。And that matches with um the what we what church wants is for religious education, and it can imply it in the house. 我们看诗篇一百四十四篇。Let's turn to Psalm 144. 诗篇一百四十四篇。Psalm 144. 十二节。Verse 12. 诗篇一百四十四篇十二节。Psalm 144, verse 12. That our sons may be a plant grow up in the youth, that our daughters may be a pillars sculptured in palace style. I And once a preacher was reading this verse, and I was very moved when I read it. 那、啊、这里讲到说啊，这个以色列选民在教导他的儿女。And here talks about the Israelite how they teach the children. 啊，这个儿子的教育啊，跟女儿的教育好像有点不太一样。So the way they teach their son is slightly different than the way they teach the daughter. 说这个儿子从幼年就好像那个树栽子长大。They say the sons may be as plants growing up in the youth. 但是女儿说像那个。But the daughters may be like pillars sculptured in palace. So this son's education, like that tree, ah, ah, from childhood, they cut it down. So the son's like um a a plant or tree that you have to. Of course, that tree has to be cut down. So the tree has to be planted in a good soil. Ah, that tree, ah, has to start cutting. And you have to spend time to grow. Has to grow with a good environment from water and nutrition. Ah, that will 慢慢成长 So they grow slowly. Ah, 在长大的过程，有时候也要跟它修剪 And while it grows, you have to also trim. Ah, 树在成长的时候啊，有时候也会经过一些风雨的考验 And while the tree grows, it will experience wind or rain. 有时候有一个长老在讲。And once an elder said, "So that tree, ah, in growing process, ah, there's a wind blowing on it. And while the tree is growing, there will be wind blowing on it. And because the wind, it will swing from left to right. So that tree, when it's blowing, it will swing from left to right. 
And while the tree is swinging, the roots of the tree will go deeper. So I usually even though it just swing on top, but the root it actually goes And because of the deep roots, it is so firm that with the wind it will not fall. And I realized that when I lived in New Jersey, there, there's not much wind. Even those trees are tall. But whenever there's a cyclone coming by, the, all these trees will fall. Yeah, because they fall on the streets and out, they will pull the electrical wires along with them. So if the, the boy is uh, swinging a lot during the day, then the roots will get actually deeper and deeper. When they encounter great wind, they can still stand firm. But if they don't encounter any wind or a test, then when the wind comes, they will fall. So the sons, they grow like plants in the temple of God. So it talks about, the Bible talks about the palm tree and um, olive tree. So these type of trees can grow for a long time and grow tall. tall. So in the Bible, the Bible, so in Psalm chapter 92, it talks about an old person, just like a palm tree, even though it's old, but it keeps growing and tall and tall. And for those olive trees, they lived for a long time in Israel, they are trees that grown even though it's old, they bear a lot of fruits. So sun just like a tree that grows naturally in the temple of God. They grow through the grace of God and they are like olive trees who keep bearing fruit. So when they're young, they were little. They are just a seedling, but slowly they grow taller and taller. But here, the daughters are like pillars. And in the olden days, when they built a temple, they used many precious stones. And during the time of Solomon, he spent much people, told much people to take out precious stones. And they used these precious stones to decorate the temple. So the pillars, they have to first... Um, um, so they have certain dimensions to, to use these pillars. And they remove the pillars um, onto the temple and then they would build it bit by bit. So in the temple, so that's why they, in the temple, they don't have any sound when they, on the constructions. Because they the so it tells us when we have to build a temple of God. So build a temple of God quietly so that we can build it with peace and so we have to know these reasons, and when they grow up, they have to marry to another family. 
啊，要谦卑顺服。So that's why the Bible says the children they have to humbly learn the teachings of God and obey.哎，因为有各样的美德啊，啊，见到一个新的家庭。Because through these virtues they are able to marry to.啊，能够帮助这个新的家庭啊，啊，能够把这个家是把它建立起来。And they she has to help this family to establish the faith.啊，我们看到有些姐妹啊，啊，从一个教会到另外一个教会。you can see that some sisters they move from one church to another. And she may be very faithful and she was very gifted. And when she moved to new church, she is able to involve in holy work and also edify much others. So that's how I was deeply moved by these verses. Our sons should be like plants grow up in the temple. And he will bear much fruits. And our daughters should be like pillars of the temple. And these daughters can be like pillars, even wherever they put, which church they put, they will be useful and edifying. So when we talk about parenting education, so, as parents, we have to start thinking about when husband and wife start Even though we have pre-marriage counseling, the recent marriage coordinator training, we talk about that we have to counsel before they get engaged. We shouldn't just counsel them after they get engaged. And when we introduce them, when they have a will to, to get married or to get engaged. So when the um, council members or the um, um, MC they have to realize they have to counsel them before they engaged. So that we can avoid people getting engaged and they regretted the decision. And that is not a good way. And in Taiwan, recently, what people do is they have an engagement in the morning and the wedding in the afternoon. And that seems to be redundant. And what, why they do this is because they worry that after they get engaged, they might change their mind. So what they do is they Engage in the morning and then get married in the afternoon. But the matter of fact is, before they get engaged, we have to let them know the truth. Since you engage, you have to keep this commitment for lifelong. Because once they're engaged, they can they are considered as a wife. And in the book of Malachi, it says this is the um, blessing of the confidence. And the angel told Joseph that you have to marry your wife over. 
啊，他已经订婚了，但是他们没有结，还没有结婚。Even though they were only engaged but not married， 天使就说那是你的妻子，因为他们已经订婚了。But the, man, the angel told him, you are, he, she is already your wife because you have engaged. 啊，订婚了以后啊，只是他们没有生活在一起。Even though they were engaged or betrothed, but they were together. So this is a title as a husband and wife. So this title of husband and wife started an engagement. And physically, after they get married, that's when they become husband and wife. And this is the concept from the Bible. So, when the couple, the youth, when they engage, they even though they don't live together. And through the phone or internet. They can pray together. They can share the the Bible, the thoughts from the Bible together. Ah, 为着将来我们要建立家庭啊，大家可以开始沟通。So they can communicate with each other on how they want to raise the family. Ah, 未来婚姻的一些计划啊，就因为订婚啊以后啊，就可以开始互动。And they can plan on um think about their plans in the future. 好啊，所以我们啊鼓励有互动，但是不要太亲密，或者是单独出去。So we encourage some sort of interactions, but not alone in in the place outside. And after they get married, so they will start a like a family together. They will learn about what to do together. Ah, 尤其啊。啊，到了这个怀孕的时候 ，and especially when、um, they are pregnant， 啊，就是啊，开始胎教啊，胎教 and, ，and that's when they have um， 所以不是孩子生下来以后才开始教育 ，that's when they have um pre-pregnancy training。我们看诗篇一百三十九篇 ，let's turn to Psalm 139， 诗篇一百三十九篇 ，Psalm 139。十六节 ，verse 16， 一百三十九篇的十六节。Psalm 139 verse 16。哦，我未成形的体质，你的眼睛已经看见了。你所定的日子，我尚未度一日，你都写在你的册上。这个作者谈到说啊，阿神啊，对他的创造很很奇妙。So here talks about that um. God's creation is very miraculous. We look at verse 13. Verse 13. So it says, You formed me in my inward parts and you covered me in my mother's womb. So when we talk about um, pre-pregnancy, let's turn to Psalm 22. Psalm 22, verse 9. Verse 9. So here it says that when the child is still in the mother's womb, God already gave him the heart to rely on him. So as a husband and wife got married, they have to have the fellowship as a husband and wife. And when the wife got pregnant, then she has to bear the responsibility of taking care of the family. And the mother should have a habit of reading Bible and praying. 
sometimes we can sing hymns and the, the, the womb, the baby in the womb can and have to keep a positive um, mindset. And this will directly in affect the children. So during the pregnancy, whatever the mom experience will affect the child. While the mother was pregnant, if she had a good faith or relationship with God, then the child inside will Because God will start protecting the child even though she, the child is still inside her womb. And my daughter-in-law, when she was um, almost due in two weeks, and because she encountered some car accident, and the car was total. And the car was total. Even with this great collusion, the child was still safe because God protected him. And at that time, she lived with us. And every day we'll pray together. That's how the God protected her child. And after the baby was born, she, he, he was very smart and also very good. And we felt that how come this child is different? And I heard from an elder that if a mother was always singing hymns and, 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 and praise God, and when the child grew up, he will do the same. So that's why I have to focus on womb teaching. Because um, since we have been church for a long time, some of the teachings that we heard before may not be the same as what we have now. And when my daughter was pregnant, and we often heard that um, the, the woman should eat more fish so that the child she bears will be more intelligent. However, my daughter, she did not eat any single fish when she was pregnant. Because nowadays the fish contain a lot of mercury. And this is a different concept than what we had before. So that's why they felt that. We, we felt that when they were pregnant, you have to eat more fish. And even for children, they, they have to eat more fish to become smart. But the concept nowadays is different than what we had before. And that's why we have to still respect their decisions because whatever they have learned nowadays is different than before. And when my own child was born, and he was born in a big church in Taipei. And we have a designated um, a doctor. And back then, when the child was, after the child was born, we can live in the hospital for a week. And 
and on the third day, the mother can attend some classes on how to take care of the child. And in, in the United States, because it's very expensive to live in the hospital, stay in the hospital, so for, oh, for one day, they have to you out. And I remember when my daughter was born. And at that time, the concept was that the child, the baby, has to be fed every four hours. So the, every four hours, um, they will send a baby to us. And then they will send the baby to the mother too, so that the mom can nurse it. And after the, the fed, the feed, and they will send the baby back to And then they will do the same every four hours. So when we got home, we did the same thing. We feed them every four hours. And even at night, we were so tired, but you still have to wake up, get up to feed the baby. So this is the concept that we had when we were young. And now it's different. And we, so we read this book in Chinese. So just recently we, we give these books to our members and recently in May that some um, sister took this book. So this book is written by a doctor in the States and but it was um, translated into Chinese. And the concept is that at night before the child goes to sleep, you have to make sure that the stomach is full. And the goal is so that they can sleep through the night. So and back then, we were different because even the child was still asleep, we would wake him up and feed him every four hours. And when my daughter read this book with this new concept, so they would take good care of the child at night and put him to sleep. And they would sleep through the night and wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning. So we use the same book and give it to a lot of new moms. So I feel that a lot of concepts have changed. So we can accept the new um, concepts. And I'm sure in our church we have members who have this um, understandings or teachings of how to uh, So that's why we establish a community about um, parenting. So the experienced parents can um, give information or pass information to the newly parents. And another thing. And sometimes people have different opinions on it. And back then, most of the time, we wanted baby to sleep on the tummy. And then I realized that because where we lived is very close to the uh, and then, And when the baby, when she heard the noise, she would try to grab on things with her hands. 
So that's why we recommend to you sleep on the tummy. And there are also cases where if the baby sleep on the tummy, they will may get stuck and may not able to breathe. So that's why they when they say that if they sleep on the tummy, you have to make sure there's nothing near where they sleep. If the mattress is too soft, then nose will get stuck and not able to breathe. And nowadays they say you have to put the baby on the back. So that's why the uh, concept and thinking changed through days, through time. So whether it's which way is right, I don't have the answer. And I'm sure that now the new parents may have experience and they can pass on whether they should sleep on the, the back or the tummy. And when my daughter had her own child, and sometimes she will get sick and uh, get a cold. And she had a fever, the baby had a fever. And in our concept is that when the child has fever, we have to wrap him up. Tightly. Or maybe put some alcohol on the body so that it will release the heat of the body. And this is what we learned in the back then. But when my daughter's child got sick, she went to the doctor. And the doctor said, You have to give her a cool, cold bath. And my my wife my, my daughter thought is is this all right? And since the child already have fever, how can I put her in the cold bath? So in the beginning she didn't dare to use cold bath, so she used warm water. And it will slowly add cold water into the bath. But at the end, she realized that putting the baby in the cold bath will, will sub, um, reduce the fever. So whatever we learned in the past may not be matched with what the medical uh, personnel say right now. So we have to slowly accept and slowly learn the new concept. Let's bow and pray in silence. Amen. We have to take a break of 10 minutes.